everyone. Welcome to another episode of Opposites React. It is April 6, 2022, episode 115. My name is Sarah, and I'm here with Tyler. How are you, Tyler? Doing a little bit better than you at the moment. Yeah, I'm not doing wonderful, but <laughs> we are here. I'll try and limit your talking tonight. Thanks. Messed up your throat. I did. I messed it up real good. <clears throat> well, how's the past week been for you? Um, I beat a game. What'd you beat? Voice of Cards. I think I talked about it last week, I but I yes. I did beat it. I got the true ending. Even uh, it was really the perfect kind of. Um, didn't have too many systems in the game, uh, so it wasn't too convoluted. It was the perfect length, uh, and I got the per- the true ending without even really trying. I just kind of did every quest in the game, and it just ended up me having the true ending. Like it was just it was a perfect length. It was it was a really good game. Nothing super like you're not gonna write home about it, but it was just a nice little experience. So nice to finish that. And other than that, uh, I'm just getting really hyped for the baseballs. Oh, yeah. I lied. I did play something else today, but go ahead. You go first. No, what, what do you play? Right. Nothing. I'll add on to you later. Okay. Yeah, like you said, um, the baseballs are starting soon. Actually, by the time most of you guys listen to this, it'll be opening day Woo-woo. for the MLB season. Unless it's get postponed. Good job, Rain. Yeah, two of the games have already been postponed due to inclement weather. But uh, yeah, there should be still, I think, was it seven? There's still seven games, I think, scheduled for tomorrow. Mm. Weather pending. Some good matchups still. Like, uh, if, as long as the Angels game doesn't get rained out, you get to see Otani tomorrow. Is that night. 10 o'clock? That's like 9 30 or something. Oh, already starting the late nights. Okay. There's not too many late night games tomorrow. Uh, you and I did our fantasy baseball draft last night. We did. You got me draft snacks. Yes. As always. always have to have draft snacks. I appreciate it. It's a, it's a tradition I do not wish to go away. <laughs> draft snacks and kombucha. It was a good mm. day. Yes. How do you feel your draft went? I love my team, actually. Wow, I, love. Surprisingly, I did the opposite of my usual draft strategy. I usually go very heavy on hitters and not pitching. But yeah. Because of where I, where I ended up position-wise in this draft and the kind of players that were available, I kind of had to go pitching heavy first few rounds. I was actually going to do a quick comparison here of our teams before I get into the other topics tonight. Sure. Because I, I have our phone side-by-side side here. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to say, can I compare each position? And then, based on the based on the ESPN projections, oh, okay. let you guys know who has the better player at that position. Cool, I'm ready. So starting, I, would, off, I know I have a worse catcher. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Just put sorry. it out there. <laughs> starting off with the catcher position, this is one of the biggest. Sorry, one of the bigger gaps between. Man, there's like three good catchers, and then it drops off a cliff. So at catcher, uh, Salvador, I have Salvador Perez projected for 321, and you have Yasmani Grandal for 310. Oh, much closer than I would have thought. Mm-hmm. And here we go. Yes. So I have, at first base, I have Matt Olson at 462. Okay. And Freddie Freeman is at 494. Okay. So, yeah, not too far off either. Second base, I have Enrique Hernandez at 341. You have DJ LeMahieu at 387. Oh, goody. I'm really surprised by this next projection. I have Austin Riley on Atlanta, third baseman. He's projected for 355. You have my, Manny Machado of the Padres at 463. Hokey Dinah. Yay. And that was my second pick, mind, I think, there's though. There's no Tatis for like the first few months. I'm really surprised Machado's numbers are that high. Yeah, I know. When I picked him, I'm like, ooh, this is a risky business. But he was rated up high there. He's a really interesting one. Um, so I have, at shortstop, I have Bobichette. Yes, you do. At 425. Wow. Big projection. 
you're, you drafted Bobby Witt Jr. <laughs> of sure the did. Kansas City Royals, who is the number one overall prospect in all of baseball right I had now. no idea when I picked him. So right, him having not played a single at-bat now in the MLB, he's currently projected at 324 this season. That's okay. I'm okay good. with that yep. choice. Uh, at our second base slash shortstop hybrid spot, I have Trevor Story projected for 352. Uh-huh. You have Brandon Lau of the Rays at 370. Yeah, another uh, one that I had last year that, for some reason, used to play three positions, now only has one. So that was a little sad, but he was so hit or miss last year. He was clutch when I needed him to be, so he he's welcomed back with open arms. This next one I'm a little surprised this is low for me, but I think I'm more hoping this guy's going to have a breakout season. So I have Bobby Dalbeck of the Red Sox in my first base, third base hybrid spot. He's mm. projected for 229. You picked that low, though. It was. It was a low pick, for yeah. sure. You have Chris Bryant. Yes. He's now on the Rockies, and yeah. he's directed for 402. I'm ready for all of those home runs. Mm-hmm. Going to the outfield now, I have Cedric Mullins of the Orioles, probably the best player on the Orioles. Uh, <laughs> I was surprised you picked an Oriole in general. Projected for, well, he's projected for 406. That's why. Uh huh. And you have Tommy Edmond of the Cardinals, very good player, projected for 348. Which okay. Nothing, nothing to sneeze at. I mean, no, I, I remember having a lot of Cardinals on my queue, so yep. I'm like, okay, well, hopefully Cardinals are good. Uh, our second outfield spots. Uh, I have the rookie of for the Cubs, the Japanese sensation oh, Seiya yeah. Suzuki, projected yeah. for 363 as a rookie. Nice. And you have Randy Arozarena of the yes. Rays at 316. Still living on that prayer of two years ago. <laughs> this next one's pretty close. I have perennial breakout candidate, if you could say healthy, Byron Buxton of the Twins at mm. 317. Okay. You have Tyler O'Neill of the Cardinals at 337. There's another Cardinal. Woo! Next. I have a Cardinals my, fan this my, year. My turn to have a Cardinal. I have another. I have Dylan Carlson of the Cardinals at three ten projected, mm. and you have Trent Grisham of the Padres at three oh one. Okay, not too shabby. Last outfield spot for us. I have last year's rookie sensation for the Mariners, Jared Kelenic. Kelenic. I was pronounced wrong. Projected for two sixty eight, and you have Max Kepler of the Twins at two ninety four. Yeah, the Twins were a little bit iffy, but. Um, in our current utility spots, which of course this position is always subject to change, but at the moment it's slotted in. I have Andrew McCutcheon, who's now on mm. the Milwaukee Brewers at 291, mm. and you have Gavin Lux of the Dodgers at 257. Man, I'm so mad somebody took Chris Taylor right before I was going to yeah. pick him. <laughs> um, the bench is a little harder to compare only because I have a lot of pitchers on my bench and you have hitters. So we're kind of opposite on that. I'll, I'll yeah. just say I only actually have one hitter on my bench at the moment, and it is the... Tigers number one rated prospect at first base, Spencer Torkelson, great name, at projected for 270 as a rookie. Nice. Um, you have four hitters on your bench right now. I your do. highest one, who, in all fairness, should probably be in your starting outfielder slot, is Teoscar Hernandez. Yeah, no, I'll bump somebody for sure. He's, he's projected for 351. Yeah. So he would actually. I think moment, he was in my starting, but I just moved him because I had somebody else playing. He would actually be. I, I know, I get why you did it that way. I'm just saying, Teoscar technically is your highest projected outfielder. Yeah. Um, then you have. The Marlins sensation with the best name, Jazz Chisholm Jr. Love it. Projected at 274. And then watching you or listening to you last night watch Seabrev uh, using that card so much, I'm like, yeah, I made the right choice. <laughs> yep. When he's mentioned on a Twitch stream, you know he's good. <laughs> you have, uh, I'm surprised that this number is as high as it is for this Rockies second baseman, Brendan Rogers, projected for 286. Yeah, don't I? I I guess just because he's hitting behind Chris Bryan and, and C.J. Crone. When it that. came to the bench, I was just like, I was reading everything about every player, trying to pick the right one. So I'm hoping this pays and, off my and research. You did. You did draft a backup catcher. I did. Of the Rays, Mike Zanino. Yes. Projected for 164. Rays are my favorite underdog. I so. know you love the Rays. Now let's get into I the pitching because this is where I shine. I don't 
don't know. I have some decent pictures. No, no, I'm just saying you don't. I'm just, okay. Are you poo-pooing? I'm not. Trontonian? Okay, let's compare our aces here. Mm. So your first, your best projected picture is the new Blue Jay, Kevin Gossman. Yeah. Projected for 440. Taking, taking a risk on that one. I have Corbin Burns of the Milwaukee Brewers, last year's National League Cy Young, projected at 520. Mm. Yeah, but Robbie Ray didn't get, <laughs> didn't get drafted that high. Um, our number twos are close. Uh, you have Zach Wheeler of the Phillies. He's boo booed though. At uh, 434. He was my boy Godwin. last year. Yep. And I have the other Brewers pitcher, Freddie Peralta, projected at 419. Mm. Then you have Alec Manoa, another Blue Jay, at 372. Hello. Yes. I have Max Freed of the Braves at 381. You know who Cloud is. Then you have another Ray, Shane McClanahan at 345. You know, I forgot Glass now existed. 100% forgot Glassnow existed, and I had him last year, so I should know. Mm-hmm. Uh, <sighs> I have Logan Webb of the Giants at 386. You have Adam Wainwright, mm-hmm. the longtime Cardinal, at mm-hmm. 301. I have Eduardo Rodriguez of the Tigers at 337. Um, you got Jordan Montgomery of the Yankees at 322. Mm-hmm. I have uh, my, actually one of the few relievers on my team, Giovanni Gallegos of the Cardinals at 338. Mm. You have Drew Rasmussen of the Rays at another Ray at three oh nine. Can you tell who I like? I have Zach Gallen of the D- Diamondbacks at three thirty six. Uh, you have the only two pitchers left here: Noah Syndergaard of the Angels. I, yeah, at two. I think he'll be great. Yeah, think he was underrated pick. I'm taking it. I have Logan Gilbert of the Mariners at three twenty. Mm-hmm. And your last pitcher is Joe Ryan of the Twins, projected for two ninety seven. Mm-hmm. I have three pitchers left. I have Matt Barnes of the Red Sox. They're sort of closer of closer for now at 248. I have Zach Greinke, <laughs> a longtime pitcher going back to where, where it all started with the Royals. He's mm-hmm. projected for 249 still. And then my the other one I have on the bench right now, who I just picked up as a very late pick, and he very well, I think he could have a breakout season, or he could just get traded because he's <laughs> on the Reds and everybody on the Reds gets traded. Yeah. But they have a young pitcher called Hunter Green. This guy mm. throws like 102. Ooh. Young since So if he can obviously control that. He could be pretty special. He's only currently projected for 40. Because I think they maybe they predict that the Reds are going to send him back down at some point to the minors. Mm. I'm not sure why the projection is so low. But those are our teams. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we obviously stayed away from neither you and I, uh, neither of us had sort of the strategy to stash anybody that was injured. Like we didn't no, I did chance. that last year. And I, yeah. I, I, I ate two spots last year with uh, Chris Sale. And uh, so there were some, some, uh, some very prominent. Um, players that are already injured to start this major league yeah. season um some injuries more severe than others obviously no one's out for the whole season yet but there are some that are projected to miss many months including tatis jr i'm uh, sorry fernando tatis jr i should say the full name uh jacob de grom yeah uh, max scherzer just has like a, a hamstring issue so maybe just a couple of weeks for him hopefully yeah. not too bad um who's another player that went down recently oh chris sale yeah chris sales on yeah. like the 60 day uh, il so he'll be out for a while uh, i thought there was another pitcher i'm missing but mostly even pitchers that have been going down so far. And then there's just there's a lot of players that are like coming back from seasons where they had Tommy John or other long injuries like Justin Verlander, for example. I didn't really yeah. want to touch that, so I stayed away from him. But yeah, luckily, like knock on wood here, the Jays have been very healthy so far in spring training. Yes. Other than, um, what, Jordan Romano spraining his ankle walking his dog. <laughs> Tyler is not uh, happy about that one. <laughs> and well, uh, uh, Nate Pearson having mono now. Oh, who's he spreading that to? Jeez. Well, hopefully nobody. <laughs> yeah. What was the other one you're mad at? Oh, the who got who was caught with uh, PEDs? No, no, we don't need to talk about the PED guy. Uh, who, a sad story. I, don't want to talk I about no, I just want to know who it was. It was Pedro Severino. 
Okay. He was a catcher on the Brewers. Okay. 80 game suspension for PEDs. But yeah. he took a, uh, he unknowingly took a substance um, that was part of like a fertility drug yeah. they took in the offseason that contained a banned substance. So. You live, you learn. Sadness. But yes, yeah. I just want to know. Yeah, all we know is if you're a baseball fan in general, it doesn't matter what team you're rooting for, you want Mike Trout and Shohei Otani to be healthy this season. That's all I want it's in life. It's good for the game Please. of baseball. Yes. Those are like the faces of baseball. Because let's face reality. Even if they are healthy for a full season, I still don't think the Angels will make the playoffs. Not a chance. Because the team is still not that good at some no. of those two. Well, they have other players, obviously. They need saying. better pitching. I know they got Syndergaard, but they need still a better core pitching. Yes. Well, they did, um, they and did a couple of the bullpen. I'll give them they, that. Yes, but. but they need some players around them too, some hitters. But everybody still loves the Angels and Trout and Otani. So, mm-hmm. oh, the two most lovable people. Now, now that we're done talking about the fantasy baseball, I'd like to talk about what I've been playing. The show? Since Friday. Yes. I've been playing. I played it today too. That's what I was going to say. So you played on Game Pass? Yeah. Well, I wanted to open the 10 free packs you get with Game Pass. Did you get anything? Uh, okay. Well, first I loaded, I, I pressed the button when it was ready to start. And then they put you in like a simulation game. So I was playing that. And I got a whole bunch of trophies, not trophies, achievements. And I was happy. And I'm like, okay, I'm done playing this. I don't want to play more than one inning. So then I tried to quit. And apparently you can't quit unless the full game is downloaded. So another hour later, I finally got into it. And then I couldn't figure out what my 10 packs were. So then I had to wait for Lucas to come home so we could Google how to get the 10 free packs. And then he's a good luck pack person. So then I, we opened them together and I got nothing. And then I shut off the game. And that's the only time I'll play it. But I will tell you. Like every single year, we turned on the game and had no bloody clue what to do because the menus are awful. Nothing has ever changed. Menus aren't that awful. They are really bad. <laughs> we scrolled down two times and it came with a whole, it was just literally a whole screen full of like a, a grid of boxes. And that's all it was. Why wouldn't you just call or text me at work to ask me no, where to go? No, <laughs> I just wanted to see on my own terms mm. how horrible the menus were. If they'd change it all, we were struggling to find how to open packs. Struggling. So it's, nothing has changed. I don't know what I expected. Now you tell me your good things that have happened. <laughs> so, yes, I, I pre-ordered the game. So I got to play four days of early access starting on Friday, April 1st. Because the game came out for a wider audience as of yesterday on the 5th on the Switch, uh, Xbox, and PlayStation. For who didn't pre-order, got to play it as of yesterday. For the first four days, the pre-order folks got to... And like it, early access meaning like it's still the full game. Nothing is restricted or locked until like wide release. You get you get everything right off the bat from day one if you pre-order. So yeah, Plus a few extras. Right. There are some, obviously, bo- some bonuses for pre-ordering. Um the game has been amazing so far. Uh, I, it looks amazing. It looks I will great. say that. It it, it like, looks great. I could hit the ball. <laughs> it feels better than 21, the gameplay. Um, now, again, it felt good, very good at the start of 21 as well. Then they started doing a bunch of patches and trying to tweak hitting. And mm. some people didn't like the feedback. So I hope that they kind of just keep the gameplay where it is right now because I'm very happy with it. Oh, have people? have you seen a lot of Crave Stadiums yet? Um, I have not played in a lot yet. I think I've only played in one in like Battle Royale. Is Ship It back? Ship It is back. Oh, yep. great. But like okay. I said, it was nerfed a bit. Okay. They, they lower the elevation on it so balls don't just fly, fly. out. Fly. Okay. If, if, you, if you bunt, it's not a home run anymore. So. Oh, good. <laughs> That's funny. Um, but yeah, no, the game's been great. And uh, very, I'm happy to say very few server issues over the weekend. Yes, impressive. And, even, and to be honest, even yesterday, I played quite a bit yesterday during the, the wide release. Mm. When I was expecting there to be more server issues, and there weren't. I think I think only once did it drop me after uh, after doing a moment. I, I lost progress on a moment, which isn't that bad. It's not like I lost progress. No, on those a, are short. On like a ranked or a BR game or anything. So overall, I'm very happy with that. Um, 
one thing that people love from uh, they've made a, they made a few very nice changes from a uh, I'm not going to say a menu like a UI perspective. It's more of a um, speeding up the progress of certain game modes. <coughs> for example, like Conquest, which has been in the game for I don't know five or six years now. I, I think yeah. Conquest has been around forever. Uh, that's the mode where you have to capture territories one by one, kind of like a it's risk, like risk type. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So in the past, there's always been. Uh, a map in the game. It's basically the, the the map of the U.S. and it has all 30 MLB teams on it. And you have to beat all 30 teams to, um, to to unlock some pretty great rewards. They give you diamond cards along the way and packs and all this other stuff, right? And uh, in the past, it's been very tedious to do that because not only do you have to win 33 in games against the CPU, um, but you also have to stimulate a lot of small tiles oh, in between yeah. the team it's strongholds. It's a lot of talking. <laughs> yeah, and and, and, and the stimulation was really slow in the past. So when they when they came out with the, when the developers released a like a gameplay preview video before the game launched last Friday, they had mentioned that they cut the sim times in half for Conquest. Thank goodness. And, and when you hear that, you're like, oh, that sounds pretty good. But when you see it in no. action, it's amazing how we much faster. We cheered it is. when that was announced. Oh, it's so <laughs> much faster now. Like, yeah. So that's that's things. a great change. Another great change they made that made a lot of people happy was the they have a a mode called events. You can play event games. It's usually a mode where they They'll um they'll rotate different event modes every two two or three weeks. I think it's usually a two week cycle. Where so say for example, like the first event right now is just you play three inning games against online opponents, not against the CPU. Mm-hmm. You have to play head to head three inning games online. It's on all sort of difficulty. Um, you can pick. It's not sometimes they have certain event restrictions where things are locked to a certain stadium or locked to certain mm-hmm. player cards. In this case, because it's the first week of the season, they're just saying you can use any card you want. There's no restrictions oh. on your team max or anything. I really hope that they have like a, an auto team button that'll do it for you after they the do. Fact. Oh, good. They do. Okay. I mean, it'll basically just auto generate your best team based yes. on the cards you have at the moment. Okay, good. Now, that being said, the problem people have with events in the past, well, it, it, again, it doesn't really apply so much to this mode, but in future modes, there'll be ones where it's restricted to certain cards. Like maybe you can only use nothing higher than a gold card or you can yeah. only use cards with like a certain threshold of power statistic, right? right? So it gets, very, it gets very specific at certain points. Yeah. And in the past, because events, once you lose two event games... Uh, during a run, you have to basically start your team over again. Okay. Um, it's not like it doesn't mean you have to lose two consecutive. Like what you could lose one, win five in a row, lose another one. That means your run is over. It's just like royale. just like a battle royale. But whereas in battle royale, you just draft a new team every time. In events, if you wanted to go back in and do a new event run with the exact same team you had before, you had to rebuild your roster from scratch. Oh, it didn't it didn't remember your right. previous. Now they have it so that it saves your previous event lineup. That's yes, good. Which is a huge time saver yeah. for sure. Um. Another change they made that has been somewhat controversial for ranked seasons is last season, they they wanted to try and obviously make it more accessible to a casual audience. So in ranked, obviously in ranked mode, every time you win, you your rank goes up. You get you gain points based on the strength of your opponent. So say for let's just say for example, you get on average like fifty points for a win. So you need to get up to 900 points in ranked to get like the best cards. Like the that meant that meant you were like World Series rank. You would get like, I mean at the moment it's like 90, 91 diamonds to start out. But later on in the year they just start giving away 99s once you hit the top rank. You know what I mean? Yep. Now in the past, obviously, probably like only the top two percent of players in the game would actually achieve that because and like I all said, Twitch streamers. What's that? And they're all Twitch streamers. Right. Because like I said, even though you you obviously gain points for a win, you also lose points for a loss. So oh, even, even if you get even if you, even if you have a good run, you get all the way up to like 700, 800 points. If you lose like four games in a row, you're back down to like six hundred. Yeah. So it's a constant back and forth grind. You for most people, unless you're really good at the game, like some streamers that just 
can do anything. Uh, <laughs> Tyler's a little jelly. No, I just am jealous of their skill. But yeah. uh, anyway, so last season they introduced a, a way for the casual players to have a chance to get those rewards where you just had to win. Or you, had to, you had to get a certain number of cumulative wins. Now, ranked season, just like like events, if events last usually two weeks on average, ranked, I think, is usually around 30 days. So you get a full mm, month right. to do a ranked run. Yep. So last year they would have it. I think last year it started out you needed 40 wins. Uh, again, not cumulative. Uh, sorry, I mean, not consecutive, obviously. 40 cumulative wins during that 30-day period to um, get the rewards, the best rewards. Um, so basically, like, you look at it like if you average, like, Two wins, let's say, well, I was going to say a win a day is not enough. You average about two wins a day. Or if you skip a day, then, you know, maybe you just make it up. But if you're really good at the game, because most people, if you go up early on, like you go up like 4 nothing in the first, most people just quit right away anyway. Mm. So there's an easy win for you, right? You don't have to play a full nine innings. Um, but like I said, it still became, and I think last year at one point, it started out, I think, at 40 wins, and eventually they lowered it to 30 wins. Oh, so yeah. At that point, you literally just season. needed to get like a win a day if you yeah. were playing a couple hours a day just to try and make progress towards that that run um so this year they've changed it up quite a bit now it is not no longer based they still have the same criteria where if you get to 900 points you can still get the world series reward but they took away the cumulative wins requirement and now it is based on total innings played regardless of wins obviously so you could you could theoretically never win a game play a bunch of innings and you would still get the best rewards right which some people are like so basically it's just like a participation reward because yeah. you can basically do nothing. Like you can literally just like walk away from your controller. Like, but is the reward really that worth it? I mean, in the early season, no. Well, no. To, be, well, to be fair, I mean, the card that is available right now for getting to that rank, I really want because it's a new player that's in the game for the first time. Okay. Now again, you could just buy the card off the market, um, but I kind of want to go for it this time. Like I, again, you do the math. Like I think when at the time this program started, when the game came out last Friday. Or even if you're even if you're saying if you just picked up the game yesterday, if you didn't pre-order, I think you still only need to really get an average of like 13 innings a day played to get to that reward. So if you literally just play like a game and a half, or even let's just say you play two games a day if ranked, um, if people don't quit out on you, <laughs> right? Now, granted, I mean if you're playing a full nine inning game, a game of rank could take anywhere from 45 minutes to like an hour and a half. So it's yeah. not a small time investment by any means. No, but I'm saying it is still there so that. If you have bad, say you have bad luck, and you know that's that's a problem with last year's. You know, even if you played really good last year and you got up to a high rank, if you lost like six or seven games in a row, because you were just getting crushed by all the pro streamers online, and everything, you got discouraged because you're like, well, I'm never going to get this win reward if I can't beat anybody at my level, right? Right. So now it's like now there's a, I think the way the developers intend is that there's more incentive to stay in the game even if you're getting your butt kicked, um, because you can just say, well, even though I'm probably going to lose this game if I still play the full nine innings, at least I'll make progress towards getting the card I want, right. right? Yep. So your time isn't wasted per se. But yeah, I don't know. We'll see if and we'll see if they ever tweak that adjustment. Like again, I said right right now I think the requirement for the start of the season was you need to have four hundred and fifty innings pitched to get the top reward. Maybe at some point in the future they lower it to four hundred or even three fifty. I don't know. When the popular usually they start tweaking things when they notice the numbers start falling off. Yeah. They want to incentivize people to stay around. So we shall see. But that be all that all being said, I love I love the changes they made to the modes um, the core gameplay is great. Um, yeah, it, it's still, I mean, if you played 21, it's not going to feel that much different. It's still, it looks better and it feels a bit better, but it still is the same basic core gameplay. New Some new announcers. animations. There's obviously new cards in the game this year. 
uh, new music. There is a new mode that's kind of cool that that mini seasons mode they oh, introduced yeah. where you can basically play. I think you have to play twenty eight to play on a full season. You have to play twenty eight three inning games. It's kind of like doing the conquest map. Right. It's twenty eight three inning games against the CPU, but the catch is you're not playing major league baseball rosters you're playing someone else's online team that they created but it's just being played by the cpu oh so like a ghost team right and you can play you can choose what difficulty to play it on oh cool there's incentives obviously to play on a higher difficulty you get some more xp or more stubs or whatever but you could technically just even play it on rookie if you wanted to and just um power through it and you still get a lot of cool like i think to finish off the minis if you finish like the mini seasons if you finish like in second place yeah, out of the eight teams in there and like you win your division you win your championship it, it, it adds up you get like a 10 pack of cards you get like ten thousand stubs you can unlock some diamond cards along the way so it's it's not bad it's it's, it's a fun mode if, you, if you've already done all the conquests or you don't want to like redo the conquest map again if you've already done it you can kind of jump into this mini seasons thing and play still play a bunch of three games against cpu maybe parallel like level up your cards so it's a fun system for those who don't want to get destroyed online right <laughs> um and of course, Battle Royale is back, same as ever. That, that it, mode hasn't changed, really. It would be cool if they took some of the streamers and got like their core teams, and you could like search them in that mode and play them on any difficulty. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, what would Seabrev do, or what would Adam do? Mm-hmm. Like, what would their team be like, and then play them like their ghost team? Yeah, that that would be cool. At the moment, I don't think there is that option to search to play against a specific team. They sort of give you random teams. Yeah, so. I just think it would be a cute idea. Yep. Oh, and they have that new co-op mode this year, too, which I played a little bit of it during the, the tech test. Oh, which is cool. my gosh. Totally forgot that existed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, has anybody um, actually been talking about it? No, I, most people are playing all the other content. Maybe once the content starts to dry up a bit or people yeah. have done everything, then they might... They had to have a co-op tournament. The, problem, cool. the problem with the co-op stuff is I think... At this point, it's pretty much just for fun. Yeah. Like, I don't think there's any rewards tied to the co-op. Oh, then no one's like, going to do you, it. You might not even get any XP for doing it. Nope, done. So no in that case, it. yeah, most people probably won't touch it. Yeah. Unless um, you're, like, on Switch and this is your first baseball game, you're like, let's play yeah. co-op. Um, there's a, there's a lots more I love talking about the game. I'm not going to go into too much. And I've already talked enough about it. I don't want to bore everybody that has, doesn't care about baseball. But um, <laughs> that being said, <laughs> Sorry I, for this episode, then. So I have a very short topic tonight. Um... And I was just going to say, because the thing I like about MLB The Show, especially when you're doing some of the other modes that I've mentioned, the offline stuff specifically, like Conquest and these mini-seasons thing, is um, MLB The Show is one of those games where you can kind of zone out a bit while you're playing, especially if you're playing on lower difficulty. You don't really need to be too vigilant about it. And you can pay attention to something else. Like, say, for example, I'm playing MLB The Show and I have my phone next to me on the desk. If I want to, say tomorrow, for example, I want to put a baseball game on my phone and watch, you know, the Angels game or something while I'm grinding for cards and stuff um you can do that because like i said i mean obviously if you're playing online you want to have focus in the game but if you're, when you're playing a lot of the offline modes and you've played as many hours of the game as i have you, you kind of know how to just like zone in so i wanted to ask you since well i'll ask you the question specifically i'll give me some more examples of my own but what are some games that you've played in the past where you can kind of just like zone out while you play like whether you're listening to a podcast or whether you can multitask and play something while you're watching something else um usually puzzle games like picross 100 yeah. percent. Yep, i could play picross and do anything else but it's it's so weird because sometimes i'll remember more by doing something at the same time like i remember finishing a puzzle while listening to a specific part of a podcast mm-hmm. at certain times so it's, it's very weird how that works rather than me just straight up listening to a podcast and also the mobile game threes 
I can do anything while uh, doing threes and still do half decently. Yeah, your, your, your brain just kind of goes on autopilot, right? But what's really weird is stuff like Rock Band, mm-hmm. where I can go on autopilot and still do great. Like that's kind of what you have to do for the brutal difficulty. Like the notes disappear, so you're you're paying attention just to one small part. And I've played it for so long that I've just. I just know where the notes are for a lot of the songs anyway, so I don't. I can just totally be in the zone and not think of anything. Like I can't listen to a podcast at the same time, but I'm just like it's like a zone you enter that you just know what you're doing. Like yeah. I could probably answer some questions and sing along while I play. <laughs> um, yeah, no, those are good examples. Um, another one I was gonna mention. Not that I've so much done multitasking while playing this game in the past, but I could see myself doing it because of just kind of the way the core gameplay works is doing like i could probably get away with watching uh, a sports game or a movie i'd seen before if i was doing some forza horizon driving because in that mm. game a lot of it especially in the open world stuff it's just driving from point a to point b yeah and you can kind of just zone out during that time um even when you're doing a race if it's not like a timed race or anything you can pretty much kind of just you know turn the sound off on the game and focus on whatever else you're watching and you can still get away with doing both at the same time you know what i mean for I sure find, i find with racing games like those kind of racing games, I should say. You, you can kind of zone in on that and multitask it a bit. I'm sure there's so many more. Like I, I, like I would say, it's, it's like, like I said, it's, we definitely mentioned a few examples of genres. Like certain racing games, puzzle, puzzle games, games for sure, for certain sure. sports games. Um, you would think Animal Crossing would be, mm-hmm. but it's not. Like I put so well, much effort like, into Animal Crossing. Probably not if you're like fishing or something. You kind of need to pay no, attention. No, that's true. Yeah. But, but, some, just, but even doing my daily tasks. Yeah. Now, I had that routine down to a T, um, but I would still never listen to anything else while while playing Animal Crossing. I don't know. I just took it too seriously, I think. <laughs> oh, boy. Like, like I'm reasons. trying to think. I guess another example, another way I can think of how to equate this is you can tell like a game is easy to play and multitask at the same time when you watch a lot of people on Twitch. Like If people can interact with their chat on Twitch while they're playing a game, then you can tell that the game isn't like... like Say, for example, if I'm watching someone play Apex, right? Apex Legends. Yeah. Um, they don't talk to the chat really until after the match is over or, yeah. they've been, or they've been eliminated or something. Like, they're not going to be like constantly running around shooting people and like looking at the chat and answering questions because it's kind of hard to focus on that kind of game while you're doing that. Yeah. But like, it may, like, again, I watch a lot of people obviously stream and will be the show on Twitch. And even between, because it's just the way baseball is, right? In between at bats or when you're substituting out pitchers in the bullpen, you obviously have time to take a break, check in with your chat. And... Or when your opponent's going for a pee. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sometimes they, there's a lot, they give you a lot of pause time in that game. So yes, there's a lot of chances do. to uh, grab yourself a fresh drink or have a quick smoke or whatever. Yeah, that's why I love having, when I when I do the Twitch streams on Tuesday, I I don't read chat. I just have it piped into my headphones, mm-hmm. like the text-to-speech, because... Then I can answer questions and still pay attention at the same time with what's going on. Uh, make sure Lucas is not like doing something silly. <laughs> There's a lot to pay attention to on the stream night. Um, I've, I've always been impressed by people that can juggle, like chat, like be engaging and still play a game at a great level. Like it is definitely a skill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I'm trying to think, is there any like Nintendo games that would kind of apply to that? I mean, you already mentioned Animal Crossing. Many other games might apply to that scenario where you can kind of multitask while you're doing something else. Um, I guess if you're doing like maybe like Mario Golf or something. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't, yeah, I like when it comes to Mario games, I'm usually playing the platformers and not really anything else. Like Pokemon games? Obviously. Uh, Pokemon? If I've played the it, like if I've played the game before, yes. Uh, if I usually 
will listen to a podcast, especially in JRPGs when I'm trying to grind levels. Same mm-hmm. with WoW. WoW is another excellent one. If I am doing mindless quests or dailies or stuff that's just like there's no quest text or nobody I have to listen to, I just go to point A, go to point B. Always listen to a podcast because it's a long journey. But for sure, like if I'm just going from battle to battle to battle to battle to battle, mm. just I could do anything in between. That's why like during baseball season when I'm watching games or listening to games, the, like I'll play a lot more WoW because I want to you know, kill two birds with one stone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or that's when I'll just sit up. I'll, I'll get to switch out and I'll just sit in front of the TV while I'm just like pressing, smashing the A button to level up some people in an, in an RPG. Like... Those are, the, uh, but I I sometimes almost enjoy that more than playing the actual game. So then I get over leveled, and then I just smash through the whole rest of the game. Yeah, those are all good examples. Um, well, I'm not I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna belabor this point too much because honestly, I, I talked enough about baseball. I didn't realize how long we were running here on the uh, on the runtime, and I, I don't want to stay up all night editing this stuff. So <laughs> I think we're just gonna wrap that for now. Um, sorry, I didn't have really like, a better gaming topic to go tonight, but uh, my mind was just my mind's been on baseball all week, so I haven't really taking the time to i'll come up with a proper topic next time something else more that we can focus on more gaming centric topic for the full or for most of the podcast but this has been your life for the past weeks and it will still be in the coming i mean so i understand yeah between playing i'll be the show nonstop for the last five days and the baseball season starting tomorrow i'm just in mode right now oh yeah i can think about and i guess you last night so yeah um yeah where i will crush you though i played dan the first week so i will not crush you yet All right. Well, um, what should we pose as the email topic for this week? I know some of our listeners like baseball, so maybe I'll just pose the question. Uh, are you guys really excited for the new season? Um, you plan to go to any games this year? Hmm. Uh, are you just going to... Are you just gonna? I know I don't know if anybody else like me has gotten the MLB TV subscription or is on the fence, but... I'm just excited to listen to Buck and Pat again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Dan when he fills in. Dan Shulman. The intentional? No, he's great also, but I haven't heard Buck for a long time and I really like him. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that he's able to come back. But yeah. It's just going to be crew. good to see baseball in Canada again. Like I know, they, I know they obviously got to play a bit in Toronto last year, but it wasn't a full season yeah. in Toronto. And yeah, it's just nice to have it back to for sure. like a full like, crowd and they got a new scoreboard. The stadium looks nice. Yeah. Um, it's going to be pretty, pretty fun Friday night when they play Texas. Yes, for sure. I'm very excited. I'm gonna yeah, Marcus order said, some Marcus Simeon coming back to town on the Rangers. So. Oh yeah, it's true. Yeah, Goodbye. Nice oh hello again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Exciting very times exciting. ahead. Well, what's the email link, sir? When opposites react at gmail dot com. Oh, the same way you usually. I say know. It. <laughs> Would you rather me fix it? No, no, it's fine. I just you did it a different way. Uh, I didn't right, know if my well, voice could handle it. What? I didn't know if my voice could handle it. Yeah, exactly. It. <laughs> That's why I figured you did it that way. Um, okay, well, I hope uh, you guys liked the episode tonight. If you didn't like baseball, then I apologize because that's probably what eighty percent of it was about. But eighty. <laughs> mm. But uh, <laughs> that's very generous of you. Yeah, kind of couldn't be helped. This week. <laughs> uh, anyways, well, I hope you guys just enjoy listening to us talk. Anyways, hope Sarah feels better and her voice gets better for next week. Yes, please. Um. So yeah, hope you guys have a great time. Enjoy uh, the baseball season. Yes, enjoy baseball if you're into it. Uh, enjoy. Enjoy it. opening day. Yeah. And uh, that's it for today. We'll be back at the same time next week. Boys. Bye.